You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Oh, man. Amazing, amazing, absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And so now I'm going to do my whole sermon in that style. (laughs) Just give me a minute. (laughs) That was amazing, absolutely brilliant. Wow. Has anyone, this is my question, I need you to put your hand up. Has anyone had any chocolate this morning already? I need some confession. Some people, oh my goodness, some people already have. Just the main section. I don't know if they all kind of filed you into a certain place. It's like, wow, you guys are hardcore. You're like, it is Easter, I am having chocolate for breakfast, yeah? Bacon, cream egg, mushrooms, yeah, we get it. Chocolate on your toast, yeah, dairy milk, dairy milk in your cornflakes. Wow, it is Easter though, and today is absolutely buzzing. The atmosphere here is fantastic, and I am so excited to be speaking on this day. And I wanted to look at Matthew chapter 28, and it's a brilliant, beautiful scripture in verse 1. This is what the Bible says. Now, after the Sabbath, towards the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, and behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came and took hold of his feet and worshipped them. Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. Wow. You know, maybe you're here today and you're thinking, wow, these guys are, are, are for it today. They're up. They're alive. Because we are so excited because Jesus is risen. My uh, sermon today is called Unstoppable. Unstoppable. I love this. You see, they tried to put some kind of man-made stone over the grave thinking that that was going to stop Jesus. But wonderfully, I want to tell you firstly, before I say anything, the stone could not contain him. The stone could not contain him. They had a huge stone over the grave. What did they think that was going to do? The stone could not contain him because he was the son of the living God. Wow, you cannot contain Jesus. Oh, friend, whenever you're sitting and whatever is going on in your life, I want you to know this deep truth is that you cannot contain Jesus. Jesus cannot be contained. 
You cannot put some kind of artificial contraption, man-made deal to try and stop the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to ask you today is what is containing your life? What kind of man-made contraption is over your life that is containing you and limiting you? I believe that there was a powerful moment in the service this morning when Pastor Esther was talking about that there is healing in this place. You see, one of the things that I'm afraid of and COVID and lockdowns have done is that we've kind of got a little bit used to containment. We've kind of got used to kind of things being in restriction. But you know, I want to tell you something, friend, is that the stone could not contain him. The supernatural power of Jesus, nothing could contain him. Nothing could restrict him. Nothing could hold him in that grave. And I believe that there is a tremendous sense of the presence of God here. And that wow, nothing can stop the power of Jesus. There might be people in the room and you are feeling ill or sick and you've got stuff going on. And I want to tell you that we can get into that place in our minds where we're like, well, do you know what? Not everyone gets healed. And we try to begin to explain away all of the healings and we begin to say, well, you know, maybe healing's not for now. And we can live in a place of containment and a place of restriction. But I still believe in healing. I still believe that nothing can contain the Lord Jesus Christ. And that we can have moments even at the end of the service where Jesus can touch people and they can be healed in the name of the Lord. It's like, wow, they, they put a stone. The stone could not contain him. The thing that's containing me the most of my life is my mind. It's the thoughts that I think. I have these thoughts that get in the way of what Jesus wants to do because I'm trying to contain my, 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 my beliefs and my, I contain some of my thoughts and they're, they're, they're kind of down on me. I used to have a friend where we were walking to school together. He used to do this thing. I mean, you probably had friends that got, you walked to school and you used to chat about, can't wait to get into some Shakespeare in a few moments. Yeah, that's maybe what your walking to school experience was like. But I had a mate who constantly, continually, just tripped me all the way down to school. I would just flick in my feet and I'd fall over and get up and say, why'd you do that? Walk a few more yards, do it again, yeah? That is the kind of friends that I hang out with, yeah? And um, yeah, that says a lot about me. And uh, I want to say that I'm being honest with you today in this room that my mind can sometimes feel a little bit like that. My thoughts can sometimes be like that. You see, God's told me that uh, I've got a wonderful future and that there are incredible things ahead for me and that, wow, and through Christ, nothing is impossible and I can do powerful things and I have got an amazing destiny. But my mind comes along and just flicks me and trips me up and my thoughts just keep on tripping me up and I'm not good enough and you'll never do it and it's wow who do you think you are and how can you do this my mind is containing me 
But wow, friends, we are here on Easter Sunday morning to say that the stone could not contain Jesus. Wow, let's not allow our minds to contain us. I got excited this week when I was thinking of this sermon because I thought there's somebody in here and you've got a little business idea brewing inside of you, but you've got all of these thoughts tripping you up. There's someone with a creative burst inside them, maybe a song or maybe a spoken piece or maybe you've got some kind of drama inside of you or maybe you've got a poem or somebody in the room might be thinking of writing a book, but you've got all of these little trip thoughts that just keep saying you're not good enough and just keep you contained and keep you down and you're not going to amount to very much but I want to tell you that the stone could not contain Jesus and wow that you do not allow your mind to contain you do not allow your mind to hold you back but allow the supernatural power of Jesus to surge through you today amen that wow that through in Christ you can do all things you can walk out of here with like a bounce in your step You can walk out of here like feeling six feet tall. You're like, wow, my dad is five foot one, five foot one. Yeah, he comes up to here on me. Yeah, that's honestly true. But I was talking to him the other day and he's talking about something. I says, dad, it's like you're six foot tall. And he's got a bit emotional. Yeah, so I'll say that again, son. I'm putting that straight in my journal. No one's ever said that to me before. Like stand six foot tall, but today, friends, you can stand tall because wow, nothing can restrict the Jesus that is inside of you. And that wow, that we shouldn't allow our thoughts to contain us, no stone could contain him. And we've sang it, and we've sang it, and we've talked about it. But wow, it's just so powerful. Not only could the stone could not contain him, but death could not hold him. Death could not hold him. Oh, imagine that it feels like it's all over. You can see the ladies are there and they're like, this is, we are celebrating the death of Jesus. The obituary has been written. It's all over. This is done. It's signed, sealed and delivered. But what they hadn't understood is that death could not hold him. Hallelujah. That Jesus was going to rise from the grave. That wow, death with all of its might and all of its power could not hold hold Jesus down. Isn't this exciting to think today that death could not hold him? Now, I want you to just go with me a little bit with your imaginations because I get pretty excited by this. Because we believe as Christians and we say it all the time that through Christ's death, we are set free. You've maybe heard that many times. Maybe you've heard that we're bound in sin. We've been saying some of these words today. All of us have sinned and the punishment of sin is death. And we can get used to these words, but we sometimes don't feel that understand the full impact of them. But we have to come today to realize that death could not hold him. Death could not stop Jesus. So I want you to imagine something with me. I want you to imagine there's a little bit of a kidnapping situation. You mean kidnapped. You're bound up. You're gagged. You're in a room and it's dark and you're on the chair and you're looking out and there's death and all of death's cronies and they're all celebrating and high-fiving and they're looking at you and you're on this chair. You're bound up. You're gagged. It's all over. You slump in your seat. 
because you can see death and his cronies high-fiving each other because, wow, it's done. It's over. The only one that could set you free is dead. They watched it. He died on the cross. He's in a grave. It's all over. And you're there, gagged, bound up, sitting there. It's done. It's doomed. Wow, we've lost. And I just love this. And my imagination begins to roll as death and his demons are strolling around, loving it, loving it. And then suddenly there's a little bit of a rumble, a little bit of a sound. Suddenly there's a little bit of a shaking. And you begin to see death and the demons looking at each other. What was that? What was that? What's that sound? And they're beginning to like look at each other and the looking was like, whoa, just like, you know, maybe, maybe just for, for double security, maybe for safety, maybe what will be a good thing is let's get some furniture up against this door. So they begin to move the settee and the chairs and they get them all kind of up against the door. And they're all like, no, 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 we're fine. It's all good. We saw Jesus die on the cross. We saw him. He's in the grave. We saw the grave. It's all good. There's a stone over the grave. Nothing can happen. What's the worst that can happen? And it's like they're all kind of chatting amongst themselves and you're bound and you're gagged and you're there thinking what is going on. But suddenly there's a louder rumble, a louder rumble and suddenly something's shaking and you're like, the Bible says the earth was shaking and suddenly you can see that the door or the, the handle of the door is shaking. The handle of the door is moving and the demons and death turns to all these demons and goes, get your shoulders against that door. Everyone, get your shoulders against that door. And death and all these demons are up against the door and they're holding the door. But wow, Jesus died and he's now alive. He is risen and he comes through the door and he absolutely demolishes death and all of those demons wow the demons flee oh he has risen Jesus is alive Jesus is alive death could not hold him death gave its full weight put its full weight against the door but it could not contain him it could not hold him Christ comes through he has risen what I love is this is that as the death and his demons flee, Jesus comes over. The whole purpose is to rescue you, to set you free, to ungag you, to unbound you, so that you would be free. We've heard it mentioned quite a few times today, but John chapter 8, verse 36, who the Son sets free is free indeed. Jesus did all that. He came through death. He came through everything so that you could be set free. Jesus is unstoppable. And we believe as Christians that eternal state of freedom, that we are free forever and that we can spend forever and ever with God. But as we've heard in the wonderful testimonies today with the baptism, it's not just simply about an eternal state called freedom, but it's a day-to-day -day freedom that we can live, as our friend was chatting about getting set free from drugs, we can live in this freedom every day. But you see, my friend, wherever you are sitting now, maybe you are online watching this, but this is the truth of the Bible. And this bit's a bit difficult to take. Because you see, we could all say, well, Christ died. Christ is risen. Great. It's been done. I'm fine. But you see, this is a part of the story. 
Christ has risen. He has come. Death and the demons have fled. And Jesus comes in and he offers you the opportunity to be set free. Jesus comes to you today and says, let me unbound you. Let me take off your gag. Let me set you free. And every single person in this room and every single person watching online and every single person who's going to be celebrating Easter and every person who's not celebrating Easter has a decision to make. Because Jesus comes across and he says to you, do you want me to set you free? And I am going to be honest with you. In this moment, I've wept about these next 30 seconds. Because even in this room, there's some of us today like, I'm fine. It's cool. Every one of us has to make that decision. Jesus, you have defeated death. You've come to set me free. And we make that choice. Am I going to allow Jesus to set me free? Or am I going to stay here bound and gagged? And some of you, and this breaks my heart. You'll hear me out for the next few minutes and we'll finish the service and you will go away and you will make the decision to say, I'm going to stay bound and gagged. I'm not going to choose freedom. And the Bible says that to finish my kind of picture is that Jesus will keep on coming and he'll keep on asking and he'll say, let me set you free. And then there will be a time when death comes and you will spend forever and ever without God. And I don't say that without a shake in my voice. And I don't say that without a tear being shed. But the Bible says that you have the choice. And you can choose to say, do you know what? I'm going to stay bound. I'm going to stay gagged. I'm going to let death and his demons do their worst. And let me tell you, they will forever without God. But I'm believing with all my heart. That there are people in this room, even online, that you're hearing this and you're going to be like, oh, no. No, no, Jesus has done everything for me. He has defeated death. He has come through that horrendous cross. He has come all the way. He has risen again. He comes into this place now. And I'm going to say, yes, Jesus, take my gag off. Please take these chains off. Please let me be free. And I'm believing that on this beautiful Easter Sunday morning, there will be people who will go out of this place free indeed. Free indeed. Hallelujah. The Easter will not be some story from thousands of years ago, but it will be your story today that, wow, he came through death and he set me free. Hallelujah. So, the stone could not contain him. Death could not hold him. Darkness could not destroy him. Darkness could not destroy him. Wow, you've got to try and think for a moment how bleak it must have been to be one of the followers of Christ and you've believed his teaching and you've kind of gone with his thing and you're there, you're a signed up member and then he, what, he's died? The Messiah, the guy who was... What is this? Can you imagine the disciples chatting amongst themselves? This is grim. This is bleak. This is dark. 
They talk about Silent Saturday. Can you imagine? You have watched someone that you believed in and that was like some kind of Messiah, heroic figure, get absolutely disgraced and get beaten horrendously, stripped naked, people spitting in his face. You've watched all of that. This is dire. This is grim. But wow, what we celebrate this morning is that the darkness could not destroy him. That Jesus, son of the living God, you know, it's like, oh, this seems so, such a dark and horrendous story. This seems so bleak and so hopeless. But wow, Jesus is alive. And he is like beaten darkness and he is beaten any sense of hopelessness. You see, um, I wanted to say that I, I believe that there are people in the room and my, it's been a tough Tough season. I think there's maybe some people in the room and it's been pretty bleak. I don't know, maybe somebody, you've lost someone close. Or maybe this has just been a really tough time for you mental health wise through all of this stuff that we've been going through these last couple of years. It's been a tough and bleak season. I don't know if you can remember, some of you will immediately remember, but there were 33 miners that got trapped. you remember the Chilean miners that got trapped? And one of the incredible things that I found was so powerful is that there they were trapped. It was dark, it was bleak, it was horrible. Their, their hope seemed to be fading and it was like, wow, they're completely out. But, you know, there was one guy, he was called Avalos. And Avalos was one of the team and he, he'd experienced getting trapped before. And he was able to talk to the miners. And down there, he was able to encourage them. And he kept on saying, no, hope is alive. Hope is still alive. We're okay. We're going to get through this. And those of you that know the story will know that the 33 men, they came through the, the, out of the darkness into the light. And it was an incredible world story. Everyone was going crazy. Um, people were all there that were like, uh, I don't know if you remember this. I always remember that, you know, it was the, th the things that people wanted. One of the guys broke through and the first thing he wanted was a chocolate bar. Give me a chocolate bar. He was desperate for a chocolate bar. One of the miners that was down there, I mean, this is just my sense of humor. I'm sorry, but it was kind of funny because all the families were there and, uh, you know, they were all waiting ready. And uh, one of the last guys to get up, actually, he got up there and his wife was there waiting for him and he'd got a mistress as well who was also waiting I mean he was like can I go back down again can I uh, is there any <laughs> how does this thing work can we make this go I think I'd rather be down there yeah up here is kind of it's kind of hostile up here I need to go back down but you know that incredible story of how these miners were completely in the darkness. And when they all began to tell the story, a name that kept on coming up was this guy, Avalus, and how he managed to keep hope alive. And how he said, listen, we've been trapped before, we've seen it before, it's all good. I want you to know that Jesus has been in the darkest and the bleakest place. He has been through the worst that this world can throw at him. And as we are feeling bleak, and sometimes it feels discouraging. And sometimes it feels pretty dark. So great to see you. That's like the Christian way of saying, oh, okay, that's enough. Yeah. 
Just gonna wrap this up now, yeah. You've been good, but let's just finish it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought that was bad, but my wife's bought one for home. She's like at home just going, okay, Mark, that's good. That's good, let's just, I'm joking, I love you. But you know, there are those moments, and I know I had a few, and I know you had a few. All my diary was wiped out, and I was up in my loft, and I was like, ah, I'm not even speaking anywhere, I'm not even doing anything. I'm, and, and we have these dark, and we have these bleak moments, but you know, Jesus is, he's not up, up there in the light, shouting down, saying, hey guys, you'll be fine. He's right there next to us. And he's saying, listen, I've, I've been here before. I've seen the darkness before. I've seen the worst that the enemy can throw at us before. And darkness, darkness could not destroy me. And I say, Jesus, you know what? Whatever this season's going to throw at me, however tough and however bleak and however dark it gets, having you right next to me, that, wow, hope is alive. Hope is alive. I'm speaking to someone and your family situation is fragmenting and I want to speak, hope is alive. I want to see somebody in the room right now and you've had all kinds of dark thoughts. I don't know, maybe someone has had suicidal thoughts and this guy comes and says, Jesus is right next to you in this darkness. Hope is alive. We're in the presence of God. I wonder if we could bow our heads in God's presence. Hallelujah. The stone could not contain him. Death could not hold him. Darkness could not destroy him. He was unstoppable. And the presence of God is here right now. And we're just going to have this one moment. Because you see, I believe that there are people in the room and you're bound up, you're tied up, you're gagged. Jesus has come through death. The door is shaking. He's coming to the room and death and the demons are fleeing and he looks at you and he's like let me set you free let me set you free and you have a decision in this next moment just to say ah oh, do you know what no it's fine I'm going to hang around here and see what death and the demons can do for me or you have the choice today to say yes Jesus set me free I'm simply going to do this. I'm simply going to pray a really short prayer. And I'm going to ask you, friend, wherever you are, that you would pray the prayer after me. Don't say it out loud so people can hear, but say it in your heart. I'm then going to say amen. And in the presence of God, I'm simply going to count to three. And I'm going to say, if you prayed that prayer, all I'm going to ask you to do is to slip up your hand. And I... I want you to keep your hand up because I've got a book that I brought and I want you to have one. And, 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 and somebody in the team will just put it in your hand, stick it under your chair, that's great. And we move the service on. But we're just having a moment. Oh, friend, he's come through death. He comes in this moment. He says, let me set you free. This is the prayer. Why don't you pray it? Jesus, thank you for dying for me. 
sorry for my stuff. Sorry that I'm bound up. I receive your freedom. Come now and set me free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just have our heads bowed for a moment more. Eyes closed. I'm simply going to count to three. And on three, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to stick up your hands so I can see it today. I'm especially thinking if today you've maybe done it for the first time, you've prayed that prayer for the first time. I'm especially thinking of maybe you've come in today and you feel far off and you've prayed that prayer. So if you're a Christian, that's cool. But today we're chatting to people like, oh, do you know what? I've prayed that for the first time. Or I've prayed that for the first time for a long time. We're going to have a moment right now. He comes to you and says, let me set you free. If you prayed that prayer, I'd love you to have this book. On three, you stick up your hand. One, two, three. That's amazing. That's so great. Just keep your hand up. The team are making their way to you. That is wonderful. That is so great. People all around the room just raise their hands. That is wonderful. So great. Just keep your hand up if you've not received the book. As soon as you've received the book, you take your hand down. That is good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for people on this Easter Sunday. On this Easter Sunday. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that the stone could not contain you. Death could not hold you. The darkness did not destroy you. You are risen indeed. Hallelujah. 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 Just look up for a minute. Friend, if you received a book today, in that book, that's the, the book of Mark. It's part of the Bible. I said that in Doncaster. I said, I'm going to give you a book, a book called Mark. Somebody asked me, did I write it? It's like, no, I didn't write it. It's like somebody else wrote it. It's not me. I'm not that old. But in that book at the front, there's this thing called www.questionmark.tv. And what we've done is we've got a website. If you go to that website, you'll see a whole lot of information about what it means to be a Christian and going forward. And we'd be love it if you could just jump on that website and have a little look. Be fantastic. And the second thing, at the end of the service, I'm going to be coming here at the front. If you've got a book today, I'd love to shake your hand. Maybe give a, have a little prayer just for a moment. Because, you know, this is Easter Sunday. And you have made one of the greatest decisions of your life. And it's a wonderful new beginning. So why not come and join, come and say hi. I'd love to pray for you or shake your hand. God bless you. It's been a privilege to be here.